0: The PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady to enter the Shady Rays Parlay of the Day contest. We're also brought to you by the SGPN's Draft Week. All week long, SGPN has you covered with draft props, mock drafts, and live NFL draft watch party. So make sure to smash the subscribe button at youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, April 26th, currently 11.07 on the East Coast. Here to talk about our player props for the Wednesday night schedule in the NBA playoffs. Four games on the docket here tonight. Don't know whose genius idea that was, but here we are to discuss our player props for recap some player performances from last night, and we'll get into our player props for tonight as well. But joining me, as usual, on the propcast here to discuss the NBA player props is my main man, Chris. Chris, what's so happening, my man? How you doing today?
1: You know, What's going on, my man? Doing pretty good, man. To to uh, yesterday was a was a pretty good uh, slate of basketball. Um, we had some closeout games and. Uh, And uh, that was, you know, fun and exciting. We're starting to get down to the nitty-gritty of some of these teams, uh, you know, putting away some of this early competition. You know, I'm excited to, you know, see what happens tonight. Like you said, four games tonight, uh, some big games as well. Um, Potential closeout spots for a couple of these teams tonight also. So um, excited, man. I always talk about feeling like a kid at the candy store. You know, I I really enjoy playoff basketball, man. So excited to get into the player props and break it down and, uh, you know, watch the games later as well.
0: Yeah, last night we had uh, three teams that could potentially had closed out their series, two of which did close them out, uh, which was the Phoenix Suns and the Denver Nuggets. Um, I think the biggest surprise of the night was, I think for most of us, uh, was Atlanta actually going into Boston without DeJounte Murray and getting the victory there to extend the series to a game six back in Atlanta. Um, and then Denver closed it out and Phoenix closed it out last night. So, um, it was really led by Trey young, um, Chris, in that game between the Hawks and the Celtics, he dropped a 38 point performance. Also chipped in with 13 assists last night, uh, played 44 of the 48 minutes last night. He, uh, was 14 of 33 from the floor, five of 13 from three point land, had a huge clutch three-pointer down the stretch um, in the final minute or seconds there, I should say, to seal the victory for the Atlanta Hawks, but they extend the series. Um, Jalen Brown last night dropped 35 in that game. Jason Tatum had a rough shooting night from at least three-point land. He was only one of 10 uh, for the Boston Celtics. But I was watching this game, Chris, I'm not sure if you caught it or not, but this was just a whole bunch of boneheaded plays by Marcus Smart down the stretch. Um, he had the, there was a play in particular, I don't know anybody caught it, but it was, about, I think like a minute 30 left, I think it was a screen and roll play. And he forced the ball to Jalen Brown, where he had, if he had to look to the left, he had Jason Tatum wide open. And then Jalen Brown proceeded to turn the ball over at that point. And then I think the biggest mistake was when he fouled Trey young, 47 feet away from the basket. But, um, any takeaways from last night, Chris, as far as that Boston and the Atlanta game?
1: That, that's it, you know, if I think, um, yeah, Marcus Smart definitely, you know, probably feels like he has something to prove, you know, to himself and to the fan base and Boston continues to find themselves in this situation, you know, it's, it's so interesting, man, the psychology of this team. I went back and looked at it. Uh, since the start of the season last year, since the start of the playoffs last year, um, when they, when they win a game, they lose a game, you know, it's, it's really kind of crazy. So they, I know they yeah. jumped out 2-0 on, uh, you know, on Atlanta in this series, but this team is 9-10 against the spread and straight up after a win dating back to last year in the playoffs. So just extremely inconsistent in their next game. And, you know, after they lose, then they typically bounce back and win eight and two straight up and against the spread in that following game. So, you know, the, the odds makers say that, uh, you know, that they'll bounce back in this one and and get it done. Even if, you know, they they will, Atlanta will get DeJounte Murray back tomorrow, but yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's I don't know. It's it's really weird to me. You know, if you, you have Jalen Brown. He's going. Like, this dude is killing it last night. Jason Tatum not so much. But Marcus Smart, uh, not Marcus Smart, uh, Derek White, we talked about him on the show yesterday and talked about, yeah. like, his player prop. Um, you know, he, he's, you know, cooking. So a lot of the guys are doing well. Atlanta hasn't been able to stop Boston throughout the entirety of the season, right? Like, they just continue to score whenever they want to. And somehow the smallest guy on the floor just kind of takes over. First time in NBA history, I think, a team was in a closeout game up three, three, one at home, that they have a double digit lead going into the fourth quarter and lose the game outright. You know, if it's, <laughs> the NBA can be wonky at times, man. And that's what we saw yesterday in this game.
0: I feel like the IQ of, um, some of these people or some of these players just kind of goes down the drain when it comes into clutch time. Like, man, you gotta be smart, especially market smart, like we mentioned, but, um, Hey, Chris, last night we hit our uh, double best bet on Anthony Edwards. A fortunate ball that bounced our way. Uh, He did finish the game with 29 points last night. He had that put back uh, two-point shot with about a couple seconds left for him to get over the points prop, whether you got it at 27.5 or 28.5. But nonetheless, Anthony Edwards finished with 29 points last night. He was 13 of 27 from the floor. Played forty minutes, uh, o of six from three point land, but um, I think our handicap was definitely correct on this game, uh, or I said on this player prop, Chris, because, you know, we mentioned that Anthony Edwards had really turned around offensively for the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. He, he took on that scoring re- scoring responsibility, just wasn't a great shooting night for him. He definitely got up the shot volume where he got up twenty seven shots last night, uh, but so, uh, unfortunately, or for him, uh, we got to the window with our player prop, but he only made 13 of the 27, and then he was 0 of 6 from three-point land. But I think if it would have been just you know two shots better, he even had the opportunity to tie that game last night. Looked good coming out of his hands to send it into overtime again, but um, just hits the back iron, and uh, Anthony Edwards just sprinted into the locker room after that shot didn't go in for him. But um, surprisingly, Carl Anthony Towns last night as well chipped in with a pretty good game. 26 points, 11 rebounds last night for Cat. 9 of 17 from the floor. He played 38 minutes. Both him and Rudy Gobert fouled out within that last minute. Really both uh, fouled out, obviously, with six fouls. But uh, we get to the window, Chris, with Anthony Edwards. uh, Chris...
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I think you summed it up. Uh, you summed it up perfectly. I, I just, I still, you know, just. I th- I think we both thought that he was shooting you know, at least twenty five times in a in a do or yeah. die game. I didn't think that Carthany Towns would come to play as as well as he did. I also thought that uh, you know, he could potentially get in foul trouble, which we we did see as well. Um, and I think that has something you know to do with his conditioning. He also talked about it in the po- in the post game, mm-hmm. uh, you know, interview just um you know having to learn how to play the four he's been playing the five since his days back at kentucky so um you know that's been a big transition for him you know i think 6 7 years he's been in the league now so mm-hmm. i think you know he'll he'll get better at that role of you know being able to defend and um, you know, be, probably becoming a little quicker on his feet because you got to be a little more agile when you're guarding fours than than when you're guarding fives. But, yeah, this dude do Anthony Edwards, man. I'm, I'm still blown away by him. You know, if I'm glad we end the season – he didn't end his season well, but I'm glad we, uh, you know, end the season on a high note saying that we cashed with Anthony Edwards because even in the post-game interview, you know, you see him put his head down and first thing he says is, I got to be better. I can't wait to yeah. get back to work. Like it's like this dude's yeah. not even gonna take a vacation. So um you gotta love what you're hearing from uh from Anthony Edwards, man. I am glad we cashed with him on the last night of, of his season, you know.
0: Yeah, and you also asked me about uh Jamal Murray. I think I don't know if it was uh, on the pod last night or we're talking about it offline, but about Jamal Murray. Uh, He had a good game last night being back at home, 12 of 23, 5 of 9 from three-point line. He finished the game with a team-high 35 points for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Joker with another triple-double, 28 points, 17 rebounds, 12 assists. As glamorous as Jokic's um, triple-double was, he was only 8 of 29 from the floor last night, Chris. If you had told me that Joker was going to get up 29 shots last night, I would have said he would have dropped uh 50 points easily. But hey, good call on that Jamal Murray uh, uh prop last night there, uh Chris.
1: Yeah, I think we talked about it right after the show. You know, we should have probably talked about it during the yeah, show. Yeah. But <laughs> but uh but yeah, you know, just just the you know, the classic zigzag player bounce back there. He uh Alexander Walker was doing a really good job on him uh when they were in Minnesota, of course. And uh, I know you gave his player prop out in game number three after he had shot so well from the field in game one and yeah. two, and he, you know, came up a tad bit short for you, but a dude, is uh, you know, he's Bubble Murray at least at home anyway. Like he, you know, some explosive performances as well. And it's gonna be interesting to see if you know they can kind of seek out Chris Paul in the next matchup. Uh, you know, see if he can continue to kind of stay hot with uh, you know, an older guy. You know, trying to trying to guard him. The the the, the matchups in that series, you know, if I can't wait to get into him and talk about him for sure, man.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun uh, with the Denver Nuggets and the uh, Phoenix Suns and the um, Phoenix Suns. They closed it out last as well Uh, a 47 point performance last night from Devin Booker Um, I mean he was just fantastic all series long he finishes averaging let's see 37.2 points in that series against the uh, LA Clippers and you know give a lot of credit to all three teams last night the underdogs that were down three games to one that they fought till the end man all three dogs covered against the spread last night but uh, 42 minutes last night for uh, Devin Booker, 47 points, 19 of 27 from the floor. And also, Kevin Durant chipped in with uh, 20, no, sorry, 31 last night in 44 minutes. He was 10 of 19, but um, they get the job done. Uh, DeAndre Ayton had a great game as well, 21 points, 11 rebounds. But um, yeah, this was a game I think Phoenix needed to close out just because of the amount of minutes that, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker were playing. Now they get a little bit – a couple of days off here before they have to take on the number one seed, the Denver Nuggets. But any thoughts from the uh, last game of the night, uh, last time between the Clippers and the Suns?
1: Man, first thing that comes to mind, you know, is uh, hats off to the Clippers, man. This team, they fought all the way to the end, man. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Ty Lue and, you know, everything he's had to go through. You know, imagine if I told you, you know, if you was going to be a – you know, just um, – you were going to be a – I don't know. You were going to be a plumber. But I, you know, every single day you went to work, you you didn't have a, you, you, I wasn't gonna give you any tools to to, to to do the job. Yeah, you just gotta go figure it out. You got a screwdriver and a hard hat. You you figure anything else out on your own. Yeah. It kind of feels like, you know, that's what Ty Lewis had to do throughout the th- throughout the you know majority of the season with only having PG Kawhi in there for about 27% of the games that they played. So. Um, you know, even getting down big, uh, the Clippers had a 50 point quarter. I'm sorry, the Suns had a 50 point quarter and quarter number three, and they mm-hmm. still fight fight all the way back, you know, and, and, you know, potentially have a chance to, to, uh, you know, make that game extremely, extremely close, a little too close for comfort. You hear the post game interviews and Devin Booker and, uh, you know, uh, KD say, um, you know, it's, it's a good learning lesson for us. <laughs> We'd rather learn that lesson now in the first round so we don't have to go through that in the next round. So, uh, yeah. hats off to the Clippers. Um, I think, uh, you know, under man, this team played uh, a lot better than you know I thought they would have, and it's it's a shame. You know, that we'll never get a chance to see what this team could have been had PG and Kawhi, you know, both been healthy, specifically this year in the playoffs, where it felt like the the, the Western Conference was a little bit more wide open with no yep. clear-cut favorite. You know, uh, like like other seasons.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. So, I mean, we'll see what kind of transpires for the Clippers. Uh, it'll be interesting offseason. We just got the news this morning that uh, Kawhi Leonard suffered a torn meniscus um after what was a game 2 i believe or in i think it was game 1 or 2 where he did get the actual injury but and he missed the rest of the series so uh we'll see what happens man both the superstars for the clippers uh dealing with uh tor- or sorry uh, knee injuries i should say um and we'll see what happens with the clippers all right chris before we get into our player props for tonight uh let me tell everyone about uh a contest another contest we're running over at the sports gambling podcast network it's a Shady Rays parlay of the day contest. We're running a special parlay of the day contest for people who've bought their shades from shadyrays.com using promo code SGPN. Each day of the NFL draft, the Sports Gambling Podcast will release a Shady Rays parlay of the day. If the parlay hits, the cash will be awarded to one lucky listener. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/shady to get to start getting shady. And we're also brought to you by Shady Rays. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by loss and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, No questions asked. Wear Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. With Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. Today, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. And if you don't love them, exchange it for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. So exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. All right, Chris, let's get into our player props for the Wednesday night schedule. Four games on the schedule here tonight in the NBA playoffs. Lead Lead us off, my man. What do you got for player prop number one?
1: Yeah, so first game up, you know, if this is a game that I'm extremely interested in, I think I'm going to be locked in on this one probably more so than the other ones, at least at the start time. Uh, I'm looking at the Cleveland Cavaliers in the New York Knicks game today, man. <laughs> the Cavs are in a must-win, backs up against the wall, got to come out scratching, clawing, fighting, kicking, hair-pulling, whatever you got to do to to walk away with this win today. And I know, you know, Donovan Mitchell took a lot of the heat in the last game and – and uh you know, rightfully so. He shot the ball terribly, but, and I know a lot of people probably, you know, pivot towards him today as well. I think he probably has a great, great game today also. But, you know, with Josh Hart having so much success on Mitchell last game because Quentin Grimes missed that game, you know, I'm mm-hmm. looking, I'm looking at Garland. I think Garland has to step up. He, he's one of those guys that's, you know, uh, getting a little more confident as the series goes on. He's only, he only shot the ball 13 times in game one. Uh, but then he came back in game two and he shot 17, 21. And, uh, 17 and 21 attempts so um, in games two three and four so I think he continues to shoot the ball uh, you know I think he continues to try to play make because when they were making their run it was because he was the guy that was kind of you know finding other guys and uh, you know scoring the ball a little bit more and I also like that he did it at Madison Square Garden as well because he he's not shot the ball extremely well on the road this season and in this series he's only 42 percent from the field uh, but he's averaging 17 shots. You know, we always talk about volume. So I like that mm-hmm. he's getting the shot attempts up. Um, and then I like what the reason why I really like him, you know, if because all of his numbers go up at home, field goal yeah. percentage, three point percentage um, points. And and the most significant is the points where he's averaging about three more points per game at home. So I think we see, you know, a, uh, a, uh, you know, just uh, extremely aggressive Darius Garland. I think Donovan Mitchell will be, uh, you know, aggressive as well. But I think that they have, uh, you know, they put the best defender on him and say, you know what, let's see if anybody else can beat us. Let's see if Evan Mobley and Darius Garland and these other guys can step up. So I think, you know, uh, not to say that, you know, Donovan Mitchell doesn't have a big game, but Josh Hart probably makes it a little more difficult for him. I think Garland steps up in a big way today. You know, if it's over 21 and a half points, it's plus 100 um, and that's my first player prop of the day. I like Darius Garland to have a, a a pretty solid game in a in a in a especially with a game that that has a pretty low total. I think he steps up more so than than some of these other guys on this team to kind of fill that void for uh you know D- Darius Garland. Maybe not going out there and scoring fifty today, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, I think you're you're 100 correct that uh, Darius Garland's numbers are way better at home. Um, and that's not too uh, a surprise. I mean, there's only a few players uh, are that in the NBA that can carry their game in any team that they're playing in, and those are the elite players of the association. But I think for the Cleveland Cavaliers tonight, you're right that it's going to have to be um, it's going to have to be Darius Garland. It's going to have to be Donovan Mitchell because, I think even if Donovan Mitchell goes out and scores 35, 40 points here tonight, I still think there's a possibility that they can lose this game. I mean, all for, for the game so far. Haven't seen more than 200 points, which is crazy to think, but um, Garland has gone over his projection of 21 and a half points in two out of the four games here so far this uh, series. He had 32 in game two, uh, and then he had 23 in his last game um, in uh, in uh, Madison Square Garden um, in game four. So I expect, again, obviously the Cavs to play with desperation here tonight with their backs up against the wall, and it's going to have to be led by their guards, both uh, Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. So... Um, Yeah, I think he should have a great game here tonight for the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they're going to need it, quite frankly. Um, All right, for my first player problem, go over to the game between the uh, Milwaukee Bucks and the Miami Heat. I'm looking at Kevin Love here, Um, Chris. I'm going to take the under eight and a half points here for him tonight uh, for Kevin Love. He had one game in game one where the Miami Heat came out and just smacked the bucks in the mouth and kind of took him by surprise in that game. And that was the game where the excuse me, the Miami Heat shot real well from three point land. And if you kind of take a look at the game log purely for um, Kevin Love, he's playing around 21, 22 minutes. I know he only played 11 minutes in game two because that was more of a blowout. But most of his shots are coming, or all of his shots we can say are mostly from three-point land. And he's only making about two per game over the first four games. I know that game two, or sorry, in game one, he did knock down four of seven where he had eighteen points. But after that, he only had four, six, and six um in the over the last three games. He's combined for only sixteen points in the three games um for the Miami Heat. And again, offensively, you don't need Kevin Love. You know, we've seen that he's a guy that draws those charges, gets the rebounds. Um, you know, your, your offensive options are obviously number one, Jimmy Butler, you throw in Bam in there. Gabe Vincent has been good as well, but I think for Kevin Love, it's more so about on the defensive side where he's trying to draw the charges and cleaning up the glass and he's going to get the attempts, but it's again, it's another volume play for me where if he hits two, three pointers, great. That's all he's uh, really has to do. And it's still stay under this eight and a half number. So I'm gonna go Kevin Love, here under eight and a half points here, Chris, for this game of five here tonight.
1: No way I could talk you off, you know? if As long as as long as Budenhauser does something to change up that drop coverage so, so that so that the you know the Miami Heat aren't shooting, you know, a ton of three pointers. there's no way I see this game I see him going over this, you know. I think, you know, that you know, we talk about desperation spot for the for the Cavs being at home. Same thing for the Bucks also. So I think, you know, they if they um you know, have an elite defensive performance um, of the season. It'll probably be tonight, right? You got to bring your best because they know that. You know, that's it's been where they kind of, you know, uh, kind of hung their hat all season, right? Yeah. It was on the defensive end, so you got to be able to slow down. You know, some of these guys. Um, and uh, Kevin Love is a is a guy like you said. You know, if he's he's not really out there to score the ball in the first place, right? If he hits a couple threes, this is like an added bonus. So um, I like it. I like the under, you said eight and a half, right?
0: eight eight and a half, half point. Kevin Love? Yeah, yeah, I like it. Uh, All right. Before we get over to our next player props here, Chris, let me tell everyone about underdog fantasy. We're brought to you by underdog fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here. And what better way to get down on some player prop parlays and over at underdog fantasy besides daily NHL, NBA and MLB games. They've also got uh, NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And a part of the SGPN's draft week, SGPN is holding a free NFL draft props context exclusively for members of our Discord. It's completely free to join, and the winner gets $250 cash and a $50 SGPN gift card. So just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. And go to the NFL channel for the sign up link. All right, Chris, take us over to player prop number two, my man. What do you got? So, player prop number
1: two, you know, another another uh, another sidekick guy I'm going with today, and same game, staying in that same game, opposite side, uh, looking at Drew Holiday. I know we were on him as a as a best bet uh, a couple shows ago, and that was a game without Giannis, of course, but. Um, I think he plays well. I think Giannis, of course, you know. I think everybody, you know, is going to want to back Giannis in some form of way, especially being back at home today, and for good reason. Giannis is, uh, you know, he's he's been dominant, especially in these elimination type games. But you know, I think Drew has, uh, I think he has a lot to play, and I think he plays a a little bit bigger role. I think he, um, you know, just does a little bit more. I know he'll be guarding Jimmy Butler, but he is one of the best two way players because he also can can do it on the offensive end as well. Um, and he's also just coming off a really bad game. You know, last game yeah. in Miami, he shot just six of 19 overall and two, 11, two for 11 from the three-point line. And we know that, you know, when when players of of Drew Holiday's character play that bad, they typically bounce back. So I think he bounces back today. Uh, he finished with just 14 points and four assists. So he had 18 uh points plus assists in the last game but you know he he's he's done well throughout the entirety of the season he's averaged uh just under 19 points on the season and and 7 assists so that's good for 26 um you know points plus assists on the season and I think he's the guy that steps up and you know of course Chris Middleton probably has a you know pretty pretty good game as well but I think Drew just because he has the ball in his hands just because he should have one of the one of the you know matchup advantages if he can um if especially if Co- coach Budenhauser can do a better job of kind of maybe blitzing uh, uh, Jimmy Butler today just to get the ball out of his hands. I think after he drops 56 on you, that's enough for me to say, you know what, somebody else is going to have to beat me, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the way he's doing it, right? 20 point quarters, first quarter, fourth quarter. Um so I think he he gets uh you know a little more help on the defensive end, which allows him to use a little bit more of his energy on the offensive end so that he can uh, kind of help out on the offensive end a little bit. I think a bounce back from from Drew Holiday is in uh is in the works um you know of over 24 and a half points plus assists best odds I saw was minus 115 on bet 365.
0: Yeah I can't talk you off of that I mean I think look there's no shame in what happened with true holiday um trying to help or trying to guard Jimmy Butler in in game four, right? You know, you, you're going to have players that come out on any given night where you're shooting the basketball and it's like, you're throwing the ball into the ocean. Like everything's going in. And that was the case for Jimmy Butler in game four. I mean, get, again, give credit for Jimmy, but to Jimmy Butler, he had a great first quarter. He dropped out. I think it was like 20 or 22 points in that first quarter and he, and he didn't look bad. So and we know Drew Holiday, like you mentioned, Chris, that he's going to bounce back here tonight. And I think the game plan is going to have to change for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks here tonight on Jimmy Butler, where you know you're going to have to throw some type of double team at him or, or give him some type of different looks uh, on the uh, uh, on the uh, offensive side for Jimmy Butler. So I agree with you being back at home in Milwaukee. Drew Holiday should bounce back here tonight. And again, it's a, again if you take a look. He's getting the shot volume up as well. He's averaging 18 attempts per game, and that was even with Giannis back in Game Four for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. He was six, just six of 19, but the shot volume hasn't changed much for uh, Drew Holiday in the four games here. So uh, I definitely think that he will bounce back. I think that this will be a a a, a big night for Giannis, Chris Middleton, and uh, Drew Holiday as well. Uh, All right, for my next player prop, I am going to go over to the game between the Lakers and the Grizzlies here, and I am going to take LeBron James. I'm going to go with his rebounding prop here tonight, over Um, 9.5. The Lakers have been doing a great job rebounding the basketball this year. There's no question. I mean, take a look at the numbers of what – Anthony Davis has done cleaning up the glass, and in particular, Braun. He's averaging 13 rebounds per contest against the Memphis Grizzlies in this series in round one here. And he's gone over this projection in, all, sorry, in three out of the four games so far. The one game he fell short, it was only by a, a rebound. It was by the hook at nine and a half, and um, he only finished that game with nine. Last game, he had 20. Prior to that, he had 12, 11, and then, like I mentioned, nine. So I think they've done a great job of, of rebounding the basketball here between Anthony Davis and LeBron James. I think that's something that's going to continue uh, in this game. I feel like this is going to be a slow, grinded-out uh, type of game for uh, the uh, both these teams. Again, we're back in Memphis, uh, game five here. I think the rebounds are still going to be there for LeBron. And again, There's no question that he does play the minutes. He's averaging around 37 minutes per contest. Um, So far, I know he played 45, but that game went into overtime last night. Or sorry, um, on Monday night, I should say. But um, I think the rebounds are still going to be there for LeBron. I'll take the over 9.5 here, Chris. It's a little bit of juice at minus 130 on DraftKings, but definitely shop around. I'm, I'm sure you can find a better odds on LeBron to get at least 10 rebounds here tonight, Chris.
1: You no know, way! I could talk you off. You know, I didn't. I didn't even know this, but I'm looking at it now, and LeBron's actually averaging more rebounds than Anthony Davis in this series. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, he's averaging 13, and Anthony Davis is averaging 12.3. So, um, I love it. You know, I cannot talk you off of it at all, dude. Uh, I think uh, the one the one other thing I add is just that if you watch LeBron, you know he he's playing more that power forward. Uh, you know, sometimes even center role without Anthony Davis being in the game when he checks out. Um, so, you know, that's creating a lot more rebound opportunities. Also guarding Jared Jackson Jr. So he's, you know, down there in the paint a lot of the times, um, you know, and, and getting, you know, just a lot of those rebounds. I haven't really looked it up yet, but if he's averaging 13 rebounds enough, I'm pretty sure he's, you know, the rebound attempts are, are there as well. The Lakers have potential to go in and, you know, close out this game. I, I think the game goes under today, and I think it's a lot of missed shots, uh, especially late in the game where you kind of see some of these older players just kind of slow up the pace and you know can't your legs start to start to lose you know not be with you anymore so yeah. i like lebron to go over uh the the nine and a half rebounds as well you know
0: yeah i think the pace really does slow down in the uh second half of these games especially i think just overall in the playoffs when you're getting into clutch time that you want to slow down the pace when it gets down to that you know, the final five four you know minutes that you want to uh, grind out the position make sure you get the best shot so i think that's you know something in the fourth quarter. That, um, definitely will happen here tonight. If it, again, if it's still a close game, uh, all right, Chris, take us over to player prop number three, my man, what do you got? Same game. You know, if I'm gonna stay on the same game, I'm gonna stay on the
1: same side as you as well. I'm looking at Mr. Reeves, AR 15, Austin Reeves, uh, play that we talked about, uh, well, similar to a play that we talked about a few weeks ago. Um, Looking, I'm looking at I, that day. I think I gave out his uh, rebounds plus assists at seven and a half, but mm-hmm. I'm looking at his points, rebounds, assists uh, in this one 23 and a half. Uh, best odds I saw was minus 110 on Bet Rivers. Um, I know it's a cl- potential closeout game for, for the Grizzlies, and I don't necessarily think this will be easy but if you just look at austin reese man this dude is he's doing it for the lakers right 17.8 yeah. points per game in this series four and a half rebounds four assists that's good for 26 points rebounds and assists in this game he's two and two to the number so he's hit it twice missed it twice but what i like most you know is just his opportunity man his his minutes have increased throughout the, the entirety of this season throughout the entirety of the series he's uh, he's just coming off a game where, you know, of course they played an extra five minutes, but he played forty-two minutes in that game, and that was with him getting into foul trouble. He picked up his fourth foul early in the third quarter and sit on the bench for, you know, a, lo- a large stint of that third quarter. I think he continues to take the pressure off off LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and and it's it's interesting, you know, because I know you're watching these games, but you see la- you see laughters in the game where you know, maybe three or four possessions where LeBron and Anthony Davis don't even touch the ball, right? It's just D'Lo and yeah. it's Schroeder and yeah. it's, you know, guys like Austin Reeves. So Austin Reeves, I mean, I always talk about him being a, you know, just a Swiss army knife for this team, his ability to rebound, his ability to facilitate. And then he has this innate ability to be able to get to the free throw line as well, right? He draws fouls. He knows how to seek, seek out that contact. So I like Austin Reeves. Um you know, uh, another big, big game from him, especially with Anthony Davis. You know, he, we, we know he made a glass, and he could potentially fall and, you know, miss the rest of the game. And Austin Reeves has to step up even more. Probably not going to be 100% because he had the back injury in the last game, and that's what everybody's kind of blaming, you know, his poor offensive performance on. So give me Austin Reeves um, in this one, you know, if to stay healthy, to stay whole, and uh, go over this 23-and-a-half points, rebounds, and assists tonight, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, just take a look at his uh, minutes, like you mentioned there, Chris, Uh, 42 last game. Again, that was it with overtime, but even without overtime, if there's no overtime, I still played 37 minutes, I think, if he had played the entire uh, overtime uh, period there in game four. But prior to that, 35, 37, and 31 in game one, which probably would have been more if that game was a little bit closer. But, um, you know, he's been really good for this team. We've talked about it on the NBA pod. I think you and I have talked about it as well on the propcast here that, he has just gotten better every single day of this NBA season, and it's really translated really well for him into this NBA playoffs, um, where I think that if this team didn't have him, and I know Chris, you're the Lakers fan, that I think that if Austin Reeves was an Austin Reeves, we could see a scenario where the Lakers would be down three games to one right now. I just think that's what it is because, again, you take a look at two games in this series. He's dropped 23 points. But aside from the points, he's also, like you mentioned, he's filling up the, the stat sheet as well with rebounds and assists. Right, he's averaging around, I think, eight and a half to nine uh, both rounds and assists combined. So it's just not the scoring that he's doing. That he's also able to, you know, get a couple assists here and there, and then get some rebounds as well. Going back to game three, he had four offensive rebounds in that game for the uh, L.A. Lakers. So I can definitely get behind it because again, if the Lakers are going to have any success, and we've talked about this in this in this in this uh, postseason, if they do advance against the Memphis Grizzlies. Players like Austin Reeves, Delo, Jared Vanderbilt, they're going to have to provide that support like they have been in this series. So I'm with you, man. I do like AR 15. He's been, he was really good throughout the season. I think he'll step up here tonight as well for the LA Lakers. So definitely can get behind that for sure. Um, all right. Uh, I am going to stay in the same game here as well on the Lakers side as well. And I think it's a scenario where it's not broken. Don't try to fix it you mentioned Anthony Davis's name, that maybe he's dealing with the hip injury or it's a back injury, whatever the case might be. And may not be as effective on the offensive side. So I'm going to focus on it on his defensive side, Anthony Davis over three and a half block shots. Um, look, I think there's no secret you can agree with it, that he is their best defensive player. Um, and he's filled up the box score. As far as the defensive stats goes, especially with block shots in the first four games of the series, he's had a total of 19 block shots. And he's had four or more in three out of the four games so far in this series and the way the Memphis Grizzlies play off, especially with a guy like John Moran, who likes to attack the basket. Um, he's going to have those opportunities to get those block shots. And he's had block shots on, on some of the big men as well. If, you know, I know Xavier Tillman had a great game. Uh, I think it was game two for the Grizzlies, but he's had some block shots on Jaron Jackson jr. And also he's done a great job of closing out on shooters and getting block shots there as well. So I think that for Anthony, Dave, especially with this number is at plus 115 right now, at plus odds, um, I can, again, see a possibility where he gets into the realm of, of four blocks again here tonight. And like I mentioned, he's been consistently doing it within these first four games. He's gone over this number in three out of the four games, like I mentioned. So I'm going to say with it, I think this is going to be another game that like we talked about, where we feel like it's going to be a, a defensive game, a, a more under type of game. Um, and that's going to be more... Uh, emphasis on defense, more effort on defense. And I think that's gonna have to start with Anthony Davis over three and a half block shots here tonight, Chris,
1: Hey, you know I can't talk you off, you know this this dude's filling it up on the defensive end, man. like you said, and I think you mentioned, you know he he him being one of the better defensive players. Uh, in the playoffs. He he may be the best defensive player in the playoffs so far, you know, because, yeah. I mean, you talked about the 4.8 blocks that he's averaging in this series, but he's also averaging, you know, right under two steals as well, 1.8 steals. And, you know, what you don't see is the deflections, the, you know, the the altered shots in the paint, right? All of those different things. I see, I see, I see KC in the chat. Lake <laughs> like she be Going capping. On, but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, you know, I I mean, I couldn't talk you off of it. Like you said, if, it, if it's not broke, man, you don't, you don't have to fix it at all and if you know if the shoe fits you keep wearing that same shoe uh until it doesn't fit anymore man anthony davis has been a shoe that's been fitting really really well for a lot of people that's been you know kind of targeted on in on this defensive uh intensity and this defensive effort and it's definitely needed you know because we know that the you know the the, the grizzlies like to get downhill they like to yeah. uh you know score in the paint you know desmond bain um John ja Morant you know lives in the paint dude averages more uh, paint points than any you know any other guard I think outside of Shea Gildas Alexander throughout the regular season, so it's definitely going to be needed, man. Hopefully he can get there. I, I would enjoy that myself without even a bet um, because I think it'll you know just help my Lakers to potentially close this series out tonight, man. But I, I so I couldn't talk you off of him enough. I think uh, I think AD is a really good bet tonight over three and a half blocks.
0: Yeah, if your book does offer uh, over, oh, sorry sorry, uh, steals and blocks combined, um, he is at four and a half But that numbers at minus 130. But AD has gone over four and a half steals and blocks combined in all four games so far in this series. Uh, he had seven blocks, th- seven blocks and three steals in game one, five blocks in game two three blocks and two steals in game three and then in game four he had four blocks and two steals so um if you don't want to just take the blocks i think the steals and blocks are definitely in in play here again you can find that over on DraftKings for steals and blocks combined uh all right time for best bets here chris uh let's get into it uh we had a double best bet yesterday uh i'm pretty sure uh, uh, we don't have the do- uh, a best bet here tonight because mine mine's is uh, mine's a little interesting here, but I'll, I'm gonna let you lead it off.
1: Yeah, mine's a little interesting as well, you know, so I'm, but I'm pretty sure it's probably not the same thing just because we got four because we got four uh, <laughs> we got four games today. but um I, I, I'm I, I've been you know a little disappointed, you know, in, in the way that the Cleveland Cavaliers have been playing basketball here recently. Um, and I think that you know, like I said, back to the wall, uh, you know, everything kind of going on in this series. Uh, it's a lot of, you know, hype and media around the Knicks. Um, I, I'm, looking, I'm looking at the Cavs specifically as a team. I'm looking at them to slow down this guy, Mr. Julius Randle under 32 and a half points rebounds and assists. you know, okay. uh, like I said, not, not sure. I, I don't, I don't know if it's the ankle that's been bothering him or mm-hmm. is the defensive player of the year candidate with Evan Mobley on the other side, that's really slowed him down in this series, but he got played off the floor in the last game. And I, I don't know if that's going to necessarily happen again, even though I know that Thibodeau, you know, isn't isn't going to be shy about pulling the plug. If the other guys are, you know, continuing the role. guys, like Obi Toppin guys, like, uh, you know, Isaiah Hardenstein, but, he was played off the game. You already see the total. It's extremely low. They opened at yeah. 205. It's already down, I think, to 202. The, the Knicks aren't even projected to score 100 points in this game. So I think, you know, that. I think you could look at his points prop under, but I like the points, rebounds, and assists a little bit more just because I think that the Cavs have to dominate this game um, you know, from beginning to end. And if they're going to let up, I think it's going to be on a guy like Jalen Brunson. But you got to continue to play the same type of defense on Julius Randle so you're not really looking for surprises. So in the series, you know, if this dude is averaging just 14 points, seven rebounds and two assists, there's only 23 points, rebounds, and assists on the series. He's also only shooting 32% from the field and 25% from the three-point line. So this isn't what we're used to from Julius Randle. But I, I think, you know, with the injury, and I also think with with uh you know having Evan Mobley on the opposite side it's kind of expected you know so give me Julius Randle under uh in a in a must win game for the Cleveland Cavaliers at home tonight under his 32 and a half points rebounds and assists you know?
0: I I can't talk you off of it man I, again if you kind of just again it's it's a, we talked about this earlier is that this series has not seen more than 200 points combined uh the most that they've scored is 198 was was which was back in game 1 but if you take a look at just the, the game log for Julius Randle over the last two games in particular, I don't know if it's if it's that the, the Cavs are doing a great defensive job or like you mentioned, Chris, that it's the ankle that's bothering him. But last two games combined from the floor, six of 25, two of 14 from three-point land. But I think that we talked about this on the NBA pod is that I think we got to give Tom Thibodeau a lot of credit in game four where he put... Uh, Julius Randle on the bench because that group that they had out there in the fourth quarter, they were getting the job done. We was led by Josh Hart. Uh, I think Hardenstein also so closing out that game. Obi Toppin, uh, Jalen Brunson, I think it was RJ Barrett. So I, I'm not sure if it's just a X is an O standpoint where the matchup is just bad for Julius Randle or if it's an ankle that's still bothering him. But he hasn't been that guy for them this series, um, and it kind of goes back to two years ago when they were in the playoffs where he's coming off of that Most Improved Player Award. that he was a complete no-show in the playoffs. But this season, it's been different because I talked about this on the NBA Power Approving This Series, is that with the acquisitions that they made with J- Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart, like he doesn't have to be that guy every single night. And he's only had, I think we will say, what, one good game uh, where he had 22 points, but he's still fallen under this uh, projection of the PRA in three out of the four games. I think the one game that he got over was uh, by the hook where he had 19 points, 10 rebounds and four assists. So uh, I can definitely get behind this again. We're expecting this to be a lower scoring game. If he's having a bad matchup or he's having a bad night again, don't be surprised if he's on the bench again. let uh, he, Tom Thibodeau benches him, but also the minutes aren't there for him either. Like he only played 27 last game, 33, 33, and 34. So it's really gone the back of Jalen Brunson and that Julius Randle, at least for this series, Chris, has been an afterthought. So yeah, I can definitely get behind it. All right, Chris, for my best bet, all right, I I might have to wear the the Duns cap when we come back on Friday. Um, But I'm going to go with Giannis under 30 and a half points here tonight. Let me lay out the case. Okay, this this is okay. Everybody's probably like, what is wrong with this with this brown guy? But let, let me say this. So for Giannis, I went back and looked at how he's done against the Miami Heat in his career during the regular season. Okay, let me start there. He's played the Heat 32 times in his career uh during the regular season. Uh, and he's only scored thirty one or more points. Three times that span of the 32 uh, times in his career during the regular season. Now we're talking about okay, let's fast forward to the playoffs, right, where the intensity is up. It's more meaningful basketball. Stars are still to shine in these moments. Where he's played the uh, the the Miami Heat ten times in his career in the postseason. He's averaging just 21.3 points per game. It's only gone over 30 and a half points just one time uh, against the Miami Heat. Uh, scoring 31 or more points and I've kind of thought about is that it maybe it it is that Eric's bolster and the defense has figured something out about with Giannis limiting his scoring opportunities against them so I'm going to continue riding this trend here tonight I I think that if you take a look at the game here tonight Chris that it's going to have to take a collective effort from this as a team like you can't just expect Giannis to go out there and play 45 minutes and expect him to drop 40 points and expect him to win this game you talked about drew holiday earlier that he has to have a good game here tonight on the offensive side of the basketball for this team to win here tonight also you're gonna have to get contribution from chris middleton right and also brooke lopez is gonna be a team effort here tonight from from one through eight one through nine however many players that you know coach Bud plays but it just seems like against the miami heat that they just have his number I laid out the case. Three times he's gone over this projection in 32 regular season career games. He's only done it one time in 10 career games in the playoffs against the Miami Heat. And again, we can also think about that. Is that back still bothering him, right? Are the minutes maybe a little bit limited? Or if it is a blowout situation, that they're up by 20 plus points. Do you see Giannis play a lot of minutes in that fourth quarter? Uh, because I think a lot of people are expecting uh the Milwaukee Bucks to bounce back here tonight. So I think there's two situations where it's a blowout and he doesn't play a lot and it's a collective team effort. But again, the numbers are just they're just backing it up for me. So for my best bet here, and again, I'm ready to put the cone on my face. I'm ready to wear the Duns cap. if we come back on Friday. It goes out for 47. But the numbers are just backing it up for me. So for Giannis, under 30 and a half points here tonight, Chris
1: hey man you, know, you know I'm a contrarian better myself, man so I couldn't talk you off the looks and I was looking at it a little bit more as you were kind of laying it out and uh i might get I'm gonna get there with you. I like it i like I think it's a lot of different ways uh, you know my my thing is you know, people play under people don't like playing unders because you know they they want to root for points and you know root for their guys and you know, I like playing what makes me money you know and I, I yeah. think it's a lot of different ways he could go under you know, first of all, we have an eleven and a half point spread and 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 I don't know if they win the game by twelve, but we know that they, they, they potentially could if they come yeah. in here with the level of defensive intensity that they need and you know, they have a new you know, a new scheme and they made the adjustment that they needed to from game four. So blowout is one. KC um, in the chat said Giannis was gassed in the fourth. That's also something, right? His conditioning. I've yeah. I, I read, um, you know, that he wasn't even made available for post game interview afterwards because he was getting he was getting IVs. He he yeah. he had become dehydrated because you know his conditioning just has hasn't been that you know been that well. So those are two different ways. But then you 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 look at the data like you said, you know, and this dude it, maybe if people want to play Giannis, just for people that's listening, maybe you play his rebounds and assists. Yes, yeah. I'm looking at that, you know, and that that looks uh, you know pretty. Appetizing. Um, if you take out the couple games that he was injured, it looks like he's gone over uh, pretty much in every single game. The rebounds plus assist line, but but like you said, you know, if he Giannis isn't the guy that really forces a lot, the, the Miami Heat are a good defensive team, so they're gonna get back and not be able to, you know, let him get out and run in transition, so he can get straight to the rim we talk about Kevin Love and Kyle Laurie always taking charges. So they're going to be out there trying to make sure that he picks up fouls. So a um, lot of different ways for him to go under this 30 and a half, you know, that's a sharp look, man. I'm telling you on that. Yeah. I'm right. Yeah, with I like you, it,
0: man. Yeah. It, 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 when I dug into it, it made sense to me again. And it just, I don't know if it's just a defensive game plan that the heat do have. Um, but last game he did have a triple double, but he only, had, I think it was like 26 points. So um. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with it, man. I think again, it's gonna be a team effort here tonight for uh for the for, Mil- for Milwaukee Bucks. So hopefully, it's not a big scoring night for Giannis. But I, I do think that the Milwaukee Bucks do bounce back here tonight. All right, Chris, man, that's gonna do it for this edition of the cast, man. Anything else uh, you want to mention before we get out of here, buddy? Nah, man. Just uh,
1: you know, everybody enjoy the games tonight. It's four really, really good ones. Um, and uh, hopefully, we can make some money. You know, let's let's cash some tickets tonight, man.
0: Yeah, I know we uh, cashed our double best bet last night. Um, again, transparency—I was only one in three last night, uh, but thankfully, um, w- with the best bet, it got the it got to the window. Uh, so hopefully, we can bounce back here tonight and then get our uh, best bets to the window again. So uh, yeah, four games here tonight. It's it's one of those nights where you need the multiple screens because uh, the NBA just did an absolutely fantastic job of scheduling here tonight, Chris. So <laughs> uh, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, <clears throat> all right, so. If you're watching live on YouTube, we're going to get over to the NBA Gambling Podcast in about 10 to 12 minutes here. So if you guys want to stick around, um, <clears throat> we'll handicap the uh, four games here tonight, uh, the side total with myself and Scott. Uh, so if you guys want to hang around, uh, but if you're watching or if you're listening on the podcast, do us a favor. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review. It definitely helps us grow the show. Um, And then Chris and myself will be back on, I think I said either tomorrow or Friday. Uh, I think Friday, I don't think there's any games tomorrow in the NBA. Another great uh, scheduling job by the NBA, but uh, we'll be back Friday uh, for some more player props recap. What we saw here on Wednesday night, uh, make sure to follow Chris on Twitter at crispy cap C a P P I N N. I know he does a, a show every day. On Twitter Spaces at around five thirty East Coast time, so definitely tune in. Uh, a lot of great information that goes out from Chris and then his uh, listeners there as well. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Uh, Till then, good luck with your bets here tonight. Let's break these books off and let it ride.